And so if if I want to to achieve those things to to manifest the life of my dreams like forgiveness I don't I don't know if there's anything that will hold me back more than not forgiving someone because that is just taking up like my a piece of my my heart and my energy Hi and welcome to And If Love Remains. I am your host Mike Levitt and I couldn't be happier to have on the line today an old friend, Miranda Smith. She's not old, I am, but we've been friends a long time. Um, but it's great to have her here. Miranda, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, fantastic. It's great to have you. We're going to um, talk a little bit um, about you. And specifically, you are coming out with a new podcast called The Morning Manifester. And um, t- talk to me about, about that. Where where did you come up with that? And, um, you know, what, what does that even mean? What, what's your podcast dealing with? Yeah, so um, I came up with the idea just a couple months ago. Uh, it it kind of just, <laughs> it quite literally came out of nowhere. I, I've always been a big fan of podcasts. I'm such a podcast junkie and I listen to so many. Um, and the thought crossed my mind a few times to start one, but I, I, I just brushed it off very quickly cause I had no idea what I would talk about. But, um, I, the podcasts that I listen to, they're all about, um, like life coaching and self betterment and manifestation and mindset tools and tips and tricks and just, just things that we can apply like both mentally and practically to start living better. And, um, I, I've always been quite passionate about it throughout my whole life, but especially like in this past year, I've just gotten so into it and really good at it. And I've hired, um, a few coaches and gotten lots of courses and read lots of self-help books. And I've, and I've learned a lot about manifestation and, um, after just applying those principles and seeing how much they change my life, I I decided to start one, and I, I acted on that that little nudge that I got, and I'm and so the first episode's up. It's on Spotify, and I just I really talk about just that, like how to uh, improve your life through changing your mindset, because I firmly believe. In fact, I know that we can always decide like our, our happiness. We can decide to be happy or to be miserable. And which some people might not think because our mind is such a powerful tool and our emotions are powerful, but we really do have control over all of it. And so uh, my, the podcast is aimed uh, mostly towards young adults, but the principles apply to anyone. And it's just about, my, my hope is just to help uh, college students get rid of what I call the poor college student mentality, even if they're not in college, um, just to help young adults at this age of big decisions kind of um, know what their passion is and how to go after it and how to how to keep going and not give up despite or excuse me, despite what their what their brain will tell them, despite all the limiting beliefs that they may have about pursuing that passion. Well, I think that's a that's a huge thing, and I think I, I think about young adults today a lot. 
um, having a, a few in my family um, and, and knowing quite a few others. Um, it's, it, it, this is such a changing world. Um, it's, you know, there's obviously there's certain principles that, that, um, you know, we can, you know, uh, you know, as a, as a parent, you know, you try to navigate your kid the best you can, but the, the world is changing, um, and it's a very fluid situation. And that, and as we've seen, um, especially the last couple of years, um, it has been, you know, a lot of things are out of our control. Um, you know, obviously not our mindset, not what we think about things, but, the things in the real world do tend to, to can become out of our control. So talk, talk a little bit about that. Like how, how, um, you know, especially somebody, a young adult who's, who's maybe trying to figure out, you know, whether to go to school or, or um, job choices or or career choices or, or, um, you know, hopefully a, a marriage partner choice that like, how do you, how, how do you get in the right mindset of, of thinking about those things? Right, right. Well, I'll I'll touch on that. I just want I want to go back to what you said about how the world is is changing because I that is just so true, especially coming out of twenty twenty. You know, it's it's quite we're a few months into twenty twenty one now, but I just remember hearing so many young adults and people around me, my age and of all ages, just everybody saying how horrible twenty twenty was and how the world just kind of went to crap and how just everything was that, that, that was just a cursed year. And it, I really, I could not have disagreed more with everyone because I, I, I think it's just because of those, those mindset tools that I have learned and I've been conditioned with because it's really just a decision. It was a decision that all these people made to see 2020 as this horrible year. Sure. The, the COVID pandemic, it broke out and it was crazy. And it, and it did lots of, or it did put lots of people out of work and it was very hard and people lost loved ones. I I totally understand that. And, and then all these, these other things with black lives matter and the election and just, just so much stuff. It was just crazy. But I think it's just, and as basic as this sounds, the main thing that has kept me grounded and will keep everybody sane and can bring one so much happiness is just remembering that you decide your own happiness. Like what's going to make you happy is you. It literally has nothing to do with your circumstances. And I just, even a few months ago, I was just wrestling with my my brain and with my life and just so upset because I didn't have these certain things and I I wasn't as um, successful as this person or this life coach. And it was just eating away at me. And, um, you know, I really had to have a wrestle with God and he really had to kind of slap me in the face and just say like, you, you need to just focus on me, focus on all the wonderful things that I've already given you. And, and you'll see that, you are so abundantly blessed and that if if you just have that that self-confidence and that knowledge that you are so abundant already you have so much you've been so blessed and you don't need those circumstances to make you happy that that will make um that will just make such a huge difference i think that if i had to give one tip or or trick to young adults is in order to find that, that inner peace and to just 
see things as glass half full rather than half empty. It would just be to realize that you decide your own happiness and only, only you can make you happy. Like even if you get all the things you want, it still won't be enough. You still won't be happy. You're always going to want more. That's what it's been for me. Even when I get those things I want, it's not enough. I'm just, we're always looking for the next thing unless we learn to be happy right now with everything we have. Well, and, 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 uh, let's, uh, I really appreciate what you're saying there that there's, I, I mean, I know in my life, I can, I can relate to a lot of that. Um, let me ask you this though. Um, like you mentioned quite a few times, like you choose your happiness, you choose, but, um, is that the end goal as you see it? Like is to be happy. Is that, is that the ultimate idea or, or, um, you know, what are, what are we aiming for? Well, I think that everybody does what they do because it will make them happy. Like ultimately, even in, even subconsciously, we, we do things subconsciously. We have certain interactions with people and we ask them certain questions because we, we want something from that person or we, we want to, you know, we, we have a motive behind everything we do, even if we don't consciously realize it. And it's, it's because we are all searching for a feeling. We're all searching for happiness, for contentment, for peace, for, for what we think will bring us those feelings of happiness and peace. And so I, I do think, yes, um, if, I, if I'm understanding your question correctly, that we really, that each of us is just looking for happiness because we're always, whether we know it or not, trying to to get something because intuitively we're all searching for that feeling. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. What, what about, and, and, um, you know, and, and I think, and I really also appreciated what you said about, you know, uh, having a kind of a broader perspective. I think uh, definitely God can play a a huge role in having that broader uh, perspective. Um, uh, When, um, you know, a lot of times we talk about, you know, we've heard the term, you know, first world problems quite a bit. Um, and, you know, I, I think sometimes we, we throw that stuff off, but, but I think that the biggest first world problem that we have is um, it's kind of a twin problem. It's, it's that of comparing ourselves with others and then the ingratitude that kind of manifests from the, com- that comparison, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. For sure. and, yeah, and I'm wondering, like, what you know? How do we combat that? Because, because you know, it's easy to say, "Oh, that's a first world problem," or "Man, you just man, you've got it so much better than other people." I mean, that, in another way, that's another form of comparison. So I don't know how much that actually helps. But um, like, how do we overcome the something that we don't even know? Like, I don't know what it's like to be, um, you know, in North Korea. I don't know what it's like to, um, you know, live in a, in a hut for generations in India and have one little, you know, spot underneath a, 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 um, uh, underneath a highway for literally generations, not moving from that spot. You know, I don't know what that's like. Um, and so it's hard for me to say, oh, well, I have it better than that guy when, when I don't know what that's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, how do we overcome the, the, unknowingness of it like unknowingness of like particularly what it's like for 
for like our, like when, yeah. So when we compare, we usually compare up. Like I oh look my my neighbors in Hawaii mm-hmm. right now. I never get to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, um, and and yet we don't. For example, um, say um, uh, you know it, it's difficult to say. Man, I'm so blessed because I'm I'm not uh, I'm not in a regime in North Korea. That is a much more difficult thing to do than it's much easier to say. Why the heck am I not in Hawaii? <laughs> you right. see what I mean? That's right. what I'm asking. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I definitely have an advantage because um, being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, I served a mission and I served in the Ukraine, and that is. It's not third world. It's maybe borderline third world. It's it's pretty poor um, in comparison with America. And so I, you know, I spent eighteen months of my life there um, serving the Lord. And I, I mean, you can't help but just feel immense gratitude for. Um, I, I, I guess I should say I, I couldn't help but feel immense gratitude for the things that I have back in America and the things that I was raised with and for the, the type of family that I had, um, especially coming to Ukraine and just seeing right away that the type of poverty that some people live in. And, um, and so that time for me in the Ukraine, I, I mean, serving a mission is all about the people and just getting to know them and loving them and trying to see them how God sees them because we're all God's children and, um, and just trying to love them unconditionally. And so, um, you know, I could have easily gone to Ukraine and, um, not paid any attention to those people. And if I hadn't done that, then I probably would not have come to such a great sense of gratitude for my upbringing. But I think because I was, um, I was so involved with the, with the people, um, with all kinds of people, those who were, who were wealthy and middle-class and the more poor people. Um, I, I just really realized how different that country is and just how, like I just said earlier, how blessed I was to have grown up in the circumstances in which I did like, and so that, but I understand that, you know, not everybody has that opportunity to go to a foreign country and serve those kinds of people. I, however, I do think that missionaries or just humanitarian volunteers or anyone that has a chance to go to a third world country is, is, is definitely given an advantage because they, they can see how people live in some places and put themselves in their shoes. But I, and I think it's also interesting, like for me, cause I've, I've, I've experienced, you know, um, a lot of people in, in desperate pro- poverty, and it is interesting to me. Um, I'm not going to say they're happier. That's would not necessarily true, but I wouldn't also say that they're on the whole less happy than people that are affluent and wealthy. <laughs> um, and and I think that's another you know kind of thing that goes back to your mindset, like. You know, uh, it's not necessarily that ignorance is bliss, but it's it, it is a fact that that you, you can you we, when we can expand our mind in such a way that allows us to realize um, the blessings that we do have and not what we don't have. Um, you know that that makes a big difference. Totally, and you know, I could 
even though I, I am living in America now and I'm in this nice air conditioned apartment and I have this nice laptop and a phone and, um, all these, all these nice things and clean water, I could still kill myself down. I could kill myself mentally with all the things that I still don't have and all the accomplishments that other people have that I don't. But something that I realized a long time ago was that I definitely have my own path and each path is so different. And I've been told that my whole life, like, you know, um, there is a plan for, for me, for Miranda and it's different from anyone else's and whatever. Um, but I think I just actually realized that I do not want my path to look similar to anyone else's, which might, maybe that's, <laughs> that's selfish in a way, but I don't know. That's I, huge. That's huge. Yeah. And I don't want my path to look similar to, to Susie's or whatever, even though she, you know, has a, is a millionaire or whatever. And she's my same age. Just, I don't, that's just a random example, but I, I want to go through those, those hard things that those lessons that have been prepared specifically for me because that is what's ultimately going to make me into the person that I want to be. And I, and I fully believe, and I know that I can get to that point, but I wouldn't, I don't want to, to jump too far ahead. I don't want to cut out any experience that has been tailored specifically to me. I don't, I don't want my path to look like anyone else's because it's special for me and it's going to make me better. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really powerful, and it also that that idea of everybody has their own path leads to a lot less um, judgment. Um, you know, if we if you see somebody who's struggling, or for whatever reason, it could be anything. Um, you know, it, without the perspective of of you know they have their own path, they have a path that they need to to be on and I have my path, like it allows me to, to not judge and say, Oh, he's doing it wrong. You know, it's more like, you know, how, how can I be a blessing in this person's life? You know? Um, and, and that to me, I think is a powerful, what you said that I think is, is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this, like you, you mentioned how life coaching has, has helped you. Can you talk a, a little bit specifically about like how, how it has helped you and, and, and what, um, you know, what kind of skills and, and things that, that, um, that you've been able to, to gain, um, by, by pursuing this, this, this way of life. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Um, there are, in fact, here, let me, I'm going to ask you a different question first. Okay. I'll ask you a different question first. What, cause, cause I think I know what a life coach is. I can kind of imagine, but like, what is a life coach? What, if you were to go see a life coach, what would that look like? Right. So a life coach is, it's a lot of people mix up life coaches and therapists, but they're, they're quite different. Um, you know, therapy is more a place for, I think people who are like, probably like struggling with things like depression and anxiety, um, and just have a, a lot of deep, you know, trauma that they probably have to work with. And, um, I'm, I'm by no means a a therapist. I don't have like a a PhD or anything like that, but a life coach is somebody who like, I, I expect my clients to, to be able to take action steps and I don't expect them to 
I don't, I don't expect them to expect me to hold their hand along the way. Like they, they need to be ready to receive harsh feedback. They need to be ready to, or maybe I should say constructive criticism is better because I'm always, I try not to be very hard. I can't even imagine Miranda being harsh. (laughs) I just want to say that image in my mind, it never took place. (laughs) But I'm, I'm glad I, yeah, I don't think I'm, I come off too rough, but, um, you know, it's, but it's important to be accountable to somebody. That's it big, is. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I have like some, some calls before I take on a client so that I can know if, if they're in a place to be, to, to receive that life coaching, or if they need to start off with some therapy first, because th- therapy, I think is a place for people who have a hard time expressing their feelings too, and their, and their emotions. And, um, just expressing anything in general and just opening up and um, letting their, their walls down. Um, You know, not to say that I don't think I could um, like have help people like that as well, but I think they would be benefited the most going to a a therapist first, but a life coach is just, I I know I literally just see an image of a coach in my head, kind of like running by somebody who is strong enough and ready to kind of run their own race. And I'm just on the sidelines saying, make sure you do this and avoid that hurdle and go this route. And somebody who's willing to, to take that direction and receive that constructive criticism. I think that that is somebody who is ready for life coaching. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it does. Thanks. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. So, I, so recently, I was I was uh, watching a YouTube video. So we've got we've got this this basketball down here in Phoenix. You know the the Suns, mm-hmm. um, and we've got this coach here, Monty Williams. He's a pretty remarkable guy. I didn't really know his story, um, but um, I watched a video. Apparently, apparently, I think it was in 2016 ish. Um, he lost his wife, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and it was again. I don't know the details, but but it was an accident of some sort. There was somebody else involved, um, and I, I watched him give a, a talk at his, at his wife's funeral, and it was remarkable because all he expressed um, was gratitude for the life that that she had really given him. Um, f- for um, what he continues, the blessings that he continued to have, and then it was remarkable. He turned and said, "You know, there's a there's and and it sounds like like again, I don't know the details, but it sounds like the other person was probably at fault for some reason." And he said, "We need to think about this other family. We need to know that, that they need to know that you know we completely that I completely forgive them. Wow. That they're hundred percent like they're grieving too, and we need to you know." as much as you praying for me and my family, and I appreciate that we need to pray for them as well. Uh, it was just really a moving, moving talk. Wow. And, um, and I wanted to ask you kind of in that context, like the idea of forgiveness and being able to, as a, as a person who is trying to, to better themselves as a person, like um, how can forgiveness stop some of the impediments that get in the way of, of where you want to be? Right. For, oh my gosh, forgiveness is huge. Um, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a life coach that specializes in uh, manifestation, and I'll, I'll make this, I'll connect the dots later on. You'll see. Yeah. But um, 
and for any listeners who aren't sure of what manifestation is, it's just the um, like actualization of something that was once in your imagination, in your head, into your physical reality. Um, so just if you think of $1,000 and then you receive $1,000 in the mail, it was pretty much manifested. It was a manifestation. And, um, and you know, I, I love that kind of life coaching because I'm a person with big dreams. I, I have lots of things that I want to do in my life, lots of things that I want to, to achieve. And, and so if, if I want to, to achieve those things, to, to manifest the life of my dreams, like forgiveness, I don't, I don't know if there's anything that will hold me back more than not forgiving someone because that is just taking up like my, a piece of my, my heart and my energy. If I'm not, if I'm not letting go of grudges because it's only hurting myself and it's, it's going to dampen my mood and whether I know it or not, it's subconsciously dampening my mood. And if I, if I don't leave room in my heart for forgiveness, if I'm just always holding on to a grudge and not forgiving some person, then I, I can't ultimately get what I want, at least not easily, because that's just not how things work. That's not how God is going to, is going to give us, like help us manifest the, these things that we want or, you know, the universe, if people don't, if some listeners don't believe in God and they believe in the universe instead. But I, I just noticed that everything has changed for me since I have like under, I went through a phase in my life when I had to kind of write down every single person that I had a a possible grudge against, even if it was from a long time ago. And I had to go through the process, which yes, I do have a process of forgiving them. I can't just immediately say, boom, forgiven. Like there, there's some things that I have to, to think through and journal through. And, um, I have to use certain tools like EFT tapping. If I want to fully release this grudge and this, um, and this anger that I've held against them for however long it's been. And that is what will leave room in my heart and in my, my space and energy to manifest more into my life. That's wonderful. That's great. Well, let's, I want to, um, cause uh, yeah, manifestation. I want to talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. also, cause I think that, uh, you know, cause I, 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 maybe, maybe describe that a little bit. Cause I, I, you know, I think some people think, okay, so if I think about something and I get it, then, you know, it, it seems almost like magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes people then will say, well, I'm thinking about it. I've been, hey, I've been praying about this. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, whether it's health or money or a love for a loved one. And, you know, it just does not seem to happen. Um, are they doing it wrong? Well, you know, that's a great question because um, that, this is why I'm starting a whole podcast on this because it's it's not just as easy as thinking of something over and over and over again and like saying an affirmation, like I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. Like it, there is definitely more to it and there's a lot more to it. And so that's why I'm so excited to, to talk about each step on my podcast. Um, but uh, I guess I think one really important thing is that we need to, in order to, to manifest more things into our life, we really need to feel our feelings. And 
that's going to sound kind of weird and not as like and unrelated, but uh, everything is just, is just so intertwined. Like, so, so are you saying like, are you saying like maybe I, there's something I like desperately want, but possibly like deep in my heart, I don't, or in some ways I'm, I'm conflicted about it. Is that what yeah, you're exactly. implying? Like, yes, because, um, well, actually here, I'm going to, I'm going to go a different, I'll go back to the feelings thing, but, but you said something that's really important that I want to touch on. Um, you know, we, we all have our, a subconscious part of our mind that holds on to limiting beliefs and, the subconscious mind is a very powerful thing. In fact, it's a lot more powerful than the conscious mind, the mind, the part of our brain that is thinking and that we hear. But the subconscious mind holds on to experiences and beliefs that we gained throughout our whole life, including in our childhood. And so, for example, if somebody is wanting to manifest um, uh, more money into their life, if somebody wants to be a billionaire, um, they can they can think about it, visualize it, pray about it, say affirmations all that they want all day long, but it will be to no avail if they don't dig up the limiting beliefs in their subconscious mind that tell them that it's impossible. Because maybe that person, when they were younger, when they were a child, they had very, um, very scarce, scarcity uh, minded parents, parents that were always looking for the cheapest um, route to do anything. We're always, you know, shopping at thrift stores and always getting angry at, you know, their child if they left the water running or something like that. Just always that the parents that ingrained a belief in their child that money is scarce, we have to hold on to it. We can't ever be like uh, splurging too much. We like money is scarce. We and it and it's not abundant. It doesn't grow on trees. So any child that was raised up with parents like that, or just maybe not necessarily parents, but just those beliefs are spoken by many people. Um, and so the subconscious mind at that young age, it's going to remember those those things that were said by the parents, and it's going to just remember and believe for the rest of that person's life, that money is scarce. Therefore, even though that child will grow up and say, I want to be a millionaire. I, I think I can do it. I believe I can have it. That the part of their subconscious mind is going to be holding them back saying, no, you can't do it because remember money is scarce. Mom and dad said that all the time. And so that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about teaching people these, these tools that I've learned to, to help communicate to their subconscious mind, no, we don't have to believe that anymore. Money is not scarce. Money is abundant. We don't, you can let go of that, that scarcity belief that mom and dad engraved in like ingrained in you. And that is what is going to really allow you to become a vibrational match to money and to manifest that money. And that's how that person can become a millionaire. Hmm. Interesting. So what is, how does, um, because you, you're talking a lot about the, the mind, beliefs, um, which can seem a bit, um, you know, uh, 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 well, it's it, it unreal in a way, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. where, where, you know, you talk to other people and, and, you know, it's not really what you believe, it's what you do. It's, it's, it's how you act. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you kind of combine those two things or, 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 
or you've, or you've the mindset that it's really just all about the mind. It, it like what you do will, will follow. Is that kind of what you're saying? I, I definitely believe that when we get into a place where we've gotten rid of lots of limiting beliefs, we are in a loving, forgiving, charitable state of mind. When we are in that, that healthy kind of like plane of thought, I think that's when God or, you know, universe or nature, whatever one may call it, can really communicate with you and, and guide your actions and tell you intuitively what you need to do, what action steps you need to be taking. And when, when you do get that divine guidance, I mean, it's divine guidance. If you follow it, you will be on the right path. And so I think as long as we are willing to do the inner work, um, which, like I said, it's, it's not just like, um, digging up, emotional childhood, emotional trauma. It's also seeing things differently, not comparing, not judging, not um, being charitable, things like that. When we're in that kind of place, we are given that divine guidance because we, when we get to that place, our intentions, well, they, they should be pure. Our intentions for wanting whatever it is that we want they should be pure, you know? And I believe that our intention should always be to serve someone in whatever we're doing. And I, and I think when we get to that place that of course we're going to get that, that divine guidance, which tells us what to do because we have a pure intention. So, so why would we not get that, that help that will not only bless us, but bless so many other people. And so I guess to answer your question, I think, yes, as, as long as we are prioritizing being like a good person and changing our mindset so that we are, um, we are being, being charitable and we are just trying to to do good, then we will get those action steps. And uh, of course, I believe that action is necessary. Of course, we can't just sit in our butt, sit on our, uh, sit on our butt and do nothing. <laughs> um, but oh, come I, on. <laughs> I know, sorry, but I, I do think mindset is, the majority, obviously. Right on. Um, we're talking to Miranda Smith, uh, the host of a new podcast, The Morning Manifester. You can find it on Spotify. Um, please check it out. I think you'll get a lot of great tools and ideas. Um, I, w- I want to kind of uh, maybe finish up with this. What, what is, you mentioned a few things at the, at the very beginning, but, but maybe give our listeners one or two general um, tips or steps um, if they want to improve their lives in, in, in any, any way that they, that they think they need to, what's maybe one or two things that they could do today um, to get them, you know, doing mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. if you will? I would say probably no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing in your life, and no matter if you love it or hate it, um, and I guess this, this is especially a good piece of advice for those who don't love where they're at in life. I would just say, try to look for reasons to love what you're doing instead of, instead of just always planning on the next thing and waiting for this phase of your life to be over. So you can move on to the next thing. I would say surrender, kind of let go of this grand plan that you might have to, to just achieve the next big thing and leave behind your current life and try your best to 
to love the life that you have right now, Try which, you know, you can do that by finding, uh, finding out how you can serve someone, looking for ways to serve people in whatever it is you're doing right now. Even if you're bagging groceries at a grocery store, like even if you're doing something that, you know, you might think is small and not so important, find a way to serve someone, find the ways that you are helping someone through whatever you're doing and just find reasons for why you love that job, like, or you love this area of your life. Literally just write down every single thing about your current life right now that is amazing. And even if it feels, if it feels fake, just write it down, you know, say a little prayer, ask the universe or God for help, um, to really open your eyes and see what is just awesome about your life right now. Cause like I said, what's going to make you happy is you not the next level or your, your circumstances. That's awesome. That's awesome. Miranda, that's great advice. Um, anything else that you want to, you want to share or anything that I'm, that I'm missing before, before we let you go, we, by the way, we got to have you on again. So <laughs> you know, I'm going to put you on the spot on the show and say, Hey, will you come on again sometime? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Awesome. I don't, um, I don't think I have any closing words. I, I think, I think that's what I would end with, but thank uh, you so much for letting me come on. Hey, it's my pleasure. It is, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and so check out the Morning Manifestor podcast on Spotify. Um, you can also find it on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and, you know, reach out if, if you think you, you could use, Miranda might be a good fit as a life coach. Um, you know, I'm sure there, there's places um, on, on Facebook and Instagram that you can reach out to her and, and see if it'd be a good fit. Miranda, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. This is Mike Levitt, and you've been listening to And If Love Remains.